Hey, what's up, comedy nerds? This is Ian Astrakiza, and you are listening to Characters. This is a very fun episode. We have the father of psychoanalysis himself. That's right, Sigmund Freud is on for the full hour and change. He will be joined by one of his PhD students, Carla, from the University of British Columbia, and they will be discussing uh, repressed memories, the unconscious mind, penis envy, and all sorts of fun things with the very talented, very hilarious, and very charmingly weird Kate Bradley, one of the best improvisers in town. So make sure to check this out, and for no particular reason at all, make sure to also check out uh, Joe Conto's Herald House Team shows. They are every month. Follow the Joe Conto's Herald House Team on Facebook for more notifications. Welcome, everyone, to the Traumcast. This is I, your favorite psychoanalyst, Sigmund Freud, here in my office in Vienna, uh, where we interview many of my patients from around the world. We talk about their psychoanalytic issues, we talk about their unconscious mind, and we talk about any sexual and aggressive impulses they may or may not know that they have. Who knows? This is why it's your opportunity to find out. And uh, on this episode, uh, before we get into it with uh, my guest, I would like to introduce one of my students who is uh, visiting us from... Uh... Uh, from Canada? <laughs> who is visiting us from the far away land of Canada, where they also have introduced a psychoanalytic association. You are the first Canadian psychoanalyst to come uh, across the Atlantic to do a lecture. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Um, I am very excited to be here. I am making the talk at the university. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, the University of Vienna. You have such a lovely accent. I wanted to know where in Canada are you from? Are you from the... I, here in Austria, we are big fans of mountains. We are big fans of lakes. We are big fans of the nature. So we, we, we love Canada. We love the images of Canada that we see. And I just wanted to know uh, in which uh, region you uh, are from. Oh, well... Um... I currently live in uh, British Columbia, in uh, Vancouver. <laughs> at, at the, uh, I go to the university, University of uh, British Columbia, and uh, my accent is uh, a bit unusual because my parents they come from European, but they they don't know they don't know where, so. Your, I have your, a bit parents... accent. Ah, yes. Now, this is actually a very interesting um, uh, backstory. Now, one of the things that uh, we here in the Psychological Association in Vienna appreciate are uh, therapists and psychoanalysts with very interesting, fascinating backstories, which suggest why they may have been uh, um, oriented towards an education in 
in research of the mental mind and the fact that your parents don't even know where they're from um, is highly unusual and uh, is probably a source of uh, much anxiety and neurosis. Yeah, well, to be honest, uh, I spoke like a normal Canadian until I was about uh, 15 and I, I began reading your studies, your books. And uh, I think I think this brought up repressed uh, genetic memories. and Repressed genetic then, memories? Yes. The yes. memories were repressed? Yes, the glands the went memories. back inside the body? Oh, no, no, not the memory glands, but the, uh, the memory, mem memory. The thoughts, the uh, subconscious. Uh, the thoughts, thoughts, yes, I know the thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So now I talk like this. I was hoping maybe uh, if you have time after this podcast, maybe we can do a session, find out. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we can always do a session. It's very uh, therapeutic to do a session with uh, fellow psychoanalysts and fellow students. Now, Carla, I, um, it's, uh, first of all, it's a, um, how shall I say, uh, a big, uh, I'm highly appreciative of your um, presence here in my office. And um, I was very interested in uh, your latest research. Uh, could you maybe, before we get on with our main guest, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, what you are here to talk about? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, well, my dissertation for my doctorate at UD University of British Columbia is a re-examination of psychosexual stages mm. of causation of fixation, which, as you know, is based primarily on your, your work, on the libido and the focus of early childhood and the habits that they reproduce in adulthood. Yeah, absolutely. This is very, very accurate. And um, I... Uh... It, it's uh, that initial uh, sound that I made with my mouth. That uh, hmm, would what kind of a uh, sexual stage uh, did I find myself there? Was that uh, was I fixated on something particularly? Oh, <laughs> ah, well, Freud, as you very well know, an oral fixation is uh, anything that you 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 do with your mouth. So perhaps, as you would probably diagnose yourself perhaps you were forcefully fed as a child ah, as yes. an infant and now you are uh, obsessed fixated with your mouth do you smoke i smoke every day i um i drink uh, various liters of coffee every day i uh, do cocaine uh, orally not nasally because uh, I have a, I'm a very old man and this mountain air I like to keep uh, my sinuses uh, alpine fresh. Oh yeah. Meaning that I don't want to put uh, any sort of powders in there. Um, 
But I'm not convinced that I have an oral fixation, really. I think that's uh, maybe something that requires another uh, 10, 20, 30 years of research. Ah, well, to be honest, now that you talk about your uh, smoking and the coffee, it sounds like perhaps it is an anal fixation. Mm. Lots of the pooping. Mm Mm-hmm. And the gratification that comes with the pooping, cocaine as well. I, 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 I believe. Yes. Because it's the pooping. Well, uh, actually, uh, the cocaine sometimes I take uh, suppositorially, um, in a little capsule forms, and you can put uh, two or three in there. Um, when you want to go through customs, maybe you want to take the train to Bratislava or to, um, you know, Prussia. And uh, mm-hmm. you find that maybe, you know, the, the Prussian uh, customs police are very, very, very uh, investigative and very uh, meticulous in their approach. They are what we call men who do not suffer from uh, angst. Uh, because uh, they are very, very well-trained and um, comfortable in their crevice exploration. So, um, and yes, I, uh, it is true that I defecate. Uh, there is a lot of uh, psychoanalytic evidence that suggests that psychoanalysts uh, tend to defecate more than the regular person. It's usually resulting because of all the sitting that psychoanalysts must do, that our posture, especially on very uh, plush, uh, comfortable Austrian-Hungarian upholstery, which uh, encourages uh, digestive cleansing uh, far more than uh, the wooden chairs that they have in Protestant Europe, uh, Northern uh, Prussia again, uh, the United Kingdom, uh, others. But I'm not sure I have an anal fixation either, is the point I was trying to make. Well, can I just reiterate how fantastic it is to be here? (laughs) To hear the Sigmund Freud tell me about things that are going on in his anal cavity and Mm. around his sitting and he's uh, being searched and he's traveled, I feel like we are becoming friends. Yeah, naturally. I also feel very friendly with you. And um, and it's very interesting because, uh, you know, uh, maybe I don't have to uh, articulate this, but in the psychoanalytic community, I'm a little bit of a, a what we call a bad boy. Uh, a bad boy, a, yes. A, pers- a persona non grata, as they, <laughs> as they say in Latin. Um, so it's very, very uh, welcoming. And, uh, and I really appreciate your your uh, love for my work oh yeah in canada you are the ultimate bad boy of psychology uh, you should hear the way my professors and my colleagues and all the academics talk about freud he is terrible freud he makes no sense he is unscientific freud he's a coked out loser mm. and just oh such a bad, bad boy. And that's why I love you, I think. 
Yeah, I think it makes sense because it's not only bad boy among psychoanalysts. Analysis, it's uh, a bad boy in general. I've have lots of fans in Canada and in the United States who send me photos of of their bedroom, for instance. And there's a big uh, <laughs> it's, there's a big photo of uh, James Dean, and then a big photo of Sigmund Freud right next to him. Oh, <laughs> the two yes. bad boys. Uh, <laughs> I hope this is not inappropriate, but when I was a teenager, I I had that photo of you where, where you are smoking the pipe, but the mm. pipe is a bit phallic, mm-hmm. and uh, you are holding the pipe to your mouth. And I have to say, I think I developed a bit of a oral fixation after that. Ah, yes. Well, this is something that we'll have to investigate further, Carla. And I hope that... Uh, uh, maybe you can use your oral fixation to uh, articulate your thoughts and feelings and uh, expertise with our, our, our patient. Oh, yes. I am so excited for our patient. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, so excited. I'm very excited. So we have a very, very special patient here. Um, just a little backstory. Uh, it was six months ago before this pandemic started, or six months before the pandemic, actually, where uh, we, uh, myself and uh, other members of the Austrian Psychiatric Association and the European uh, Psychiatric Coalition uh, did a bunch of uh, speeches and uh, dialogues with uh, various um, in various convention centers in Montreal. Uh, it was a uh, it was the Psych Expo 2019. And um, and I met a lot of people in Montreal, and uh, one of them was a very very interesting young lady who I would have uh, numerous sessions with. Her name is uh, Catherine Kate Bradley. It it might be Catherine, but I'm not sure if she likes it that. So we will see. But um, she was very very interesting, and she invited me to uh, to see her perform um, improvisational comedy, which is a form of art quite similar to uh, Commedia dell'arte for the um, for our fans and listeners who understand what that is. And um, and I was very, very intrigued, Carla, by uh, this art form, which is actually quite similar to therapy, uh, to our form of therapy. Um, so I talked to her after the uh, the show and uh, we had a session on the spot. We had the only, I believe, the first psychiatric session in a green room. Um, and I met what I believe to be one of the most uh, tormented, uh, most uh, angst-ridden, uh, most uh, neurotic, um, most unhinged, uh, most uh, incapable of dealing with uh, the modern world people that I've ever met. And um, and this person is Kate Bradley. Well, she sounds like a real comedian. I cannot wait. Oh, we will talk about that too. So Kate, uh, how are you in Montreal? Are you listening? To, are you hearing us well? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Uh, Hello, Kate. Hi, hi, hi. Double session, du- double people session, double two people in the session. 
Yes, um, actually, Kate, uh, I neglected to mention that uh, Carla will be on this call too. It's um, uh, it's part of her training. But before we 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 get further into this, I need to uh, articulate that um, according to the uh, regulations uh, posed by the Austrian Psychiatric Association, I need to inform you that uh, this entire session is uh, recorded in terms of audio and um, it will be uh, freely distributed in uh, Europe, in other parts of the world too, in order to um, adhere to the rules imposed by the Austrian Psychiatric Association. That's cool. I, uh, I started oversharing in my 20s, so it's like it's on brand, you know, just yeah, it's totally, it's totally fine. I'm totally, I'm totally fine. Perfect. With it, with it. And uh, can you hear uh, me in your cans? I, I, what? My aren't cans legs? What? <laughs> no. Well, yes. I mean, I'm sorry. My uh, English isn't uh, very good. I was trying to use a idiomatic expression that I've learned from the youth, but. Um, is uh, my voice coming freely through uh, the headphones? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear. I hear you really, really clearly. Oh my mm -hmm. god, my dog is being such a. Uh, sorry. Try it. Quiet, Trixie. It's fine. Interesting. Yes, it's very, very interesting that you have a dog. I have. Two, I have two. I have two dogs and two two cats. But this is not a vet appointment, right? <laughs> two dogs. Do they drown out the thoughts with the running? They they uh they amplify the rage uh mm -hmm. that I have inside. Honestly, it makes it it hard. It's harder with the dogs, but other times they cuddle me. Other times I spend time with them and I relax. But most most of the time it's it's hard. Well, we will try to do the best we can with uh, these hell beasts you call mm. dogs. Um, however, uh. Kate, I must say that um, the uh, email that I received from you yesterday uh, articulating mm -hmm. your desire to have uh, an immediate session, and I apologize mm -hmm. that immediate meant a 24-hour uh, grace period, but um, you wrote it in uh, the uh, a Moonlight Sonata, which was is the most... Uh, it's psychoanalytically proven to be the most depressing font choice. Well, I didn't. I didn't choose it on purpose. It just sort of defaulted to that. Oh, oh. so even your uh, Microsoft Word up defaults to the most depressing font choice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess it fucking does. Uh, you also. This is a very serious case. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. Like I'm happy. One of the things that makes me the most happy is to bring joy to other people. So mm. if what's going on in, inside me makes you feel better whilst I still continue to feel horrible, that's still good. You also mm. use the 72 size, which is, uh, uh, has been proven by a neurochemist to be the most neurotic of email word size. I, I, I did I didn't I didn't notice. Does it does that happen when you press harder on the keys? I, I don't know. Ah, I see. Then maybe your keyboard also is um giving you clues and signs of your unconscious repressed mind. Kate. Yes. Uh, 
do you feel, did you feel lots of aggression when you were typing? Lots of I, violence? Uh, I mean, I, I feel, I feel is my teeth were clenched really mm -hmm. hard. Um, so, uh, I, 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 I was panicking. I was panicking. I, I needed the session. I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really, really fucking trapped. Um, and I got, I gotta, I gotta get some perspective because that's the only way forward, right? The only way forward is dialogue and speaking, mm. which I believe again is one of the tenets of my psychoanalysis. And, um, and yes, Carla. Doctor, sorry. Uh, for the layman, could you define the difference between dialogue and talking for those who are not uh, trained psychoanalysts? Uh, yeah, it's naturally, it's a very good question. So uh, speaking is uh, sort of what I'm doing right now. Uh, I am uh, moving my mouth to produce uh, a series of phonemes in a phonologically uh, correct order, which syntactically produces uh, what we call in the uh, psychoanalytic community a sentence. However, a dialogue would be something like this. Uh, Kate, um, uh, you mentioned teeth clenching. Uh, earlier. Now, teeth clenching was something that I believe in our previous session, you said is the only way is is the only thing you do for 100% of the improv classes you teach. Yeah, 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 it is. Uh, so that would be a dialogue. Oh, because okay. I We're said not. something. And then, <laughs> and then Kate said something. But Kate, let's actually get into that. I'm very Thank interested you. because I thought your teeth clenching was just the way you taught your improv classes and you said you weren't sure if your students could even understand the exercises you were trying to give them because your teeth were so clenched that um, air wasn't unable to uh, move out of your mouth into uh, the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, well, look, I uh, now I, I'm starting to understand that it might be linked to some some tension in my chest, in my body, in my mind. but. Um, I thought like, look, I'm an energy person, right? I'm an energy mm -hmm. person. So I, I wave my arms around a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, my eyes are very expressive. So I would really focus on the students and like, you know, if they didn't understand what I said, then I would just like, I would just like crouch in front of them and just like, you know, like emanate what I was feeling and trying to say. Mm -hmm. And then I, I let them do the thing, which is very spontaneous. Um, and they, they, I think they got a lot out of my classes despite the lack of air coming out of my mouth. What were the grades that you gave them? The students? Yes, it's, it's, it's a class that you teach. You see, it's a Car class I teach. Carla, for instance, is getting uh, graded for uh, her performance on this podcast, uh, which uh, you know full well, Carla, that this goes on your transcripts at the University of, uh, where was it again? British Columbia? Hola. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, <coughs> excuse me, doctor. Uh, British Columbia. Columbia. British Columbia. Columbia. Uh, yes, and I am very excited about being graded by the wonderful Dr. Freud because no matter what grade I get, it is the experience 
that is life changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's actually what I was going to say is that like I didn't grade my students mm. uh, because it was it was grading improv uh, tends to create more anxiety. And uh, I want my students to be as calm and, and happy as possible. And how has that worked for you? Um, well, they look, they really like the experience. And then when they get on stage, the audience crucifies them. So mm. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but honestly, I'm not even like now that I think about it, I don't know if it's about the students or really about me because my mm. dad, when my dad would talk to me about my grades, it would always be a really stressful moment. Like, you know, like he'd be like, I don't care, you know, <laughs> you know. Mm. <laughs> Doctor, did you notice the use of the word crucify? Yes, I was uh, about to ask, um, how did Montreal Improv deal with the uh, avalanche of um, subpoenas and uh, because of all the students who were crucified? Well, uh, look, it's figure speech. Uh, they were they were they were violently ah. they were violently accosted with language um scowls and such but no one was uh no one was i don't know what kind of school you think then no one actually got crucified here at the uh dramatic school of uh technical arts in vienna in uh, osterreich uh that actually is uh the uh, failing grade so when students are not able to uh fully master the works of uh, sophocles or uh, other Greek uh, playwrights, um, perhaps Shakespeare, perhaps Goethe, uh, they would uh, either choose to be uh, crucified or uh, sent to um, to f- fight against uh, the Russians. Well, well, uh, that's real. That's like that's so interesting. Like, I, I'm really happy that you shared that. But at the same time, I'm starting to feel. Like I'm the movie and you guys are like the director's commentary and I'm not feeling much like direct help here. You know, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm just sorry. Uh, No, absolutely. We, we recommend and encourage uh, criticism and uh, that you speak from your mind and that you speak from your heart. So, uh, uh, so hold that thought because I would (laughs) like to um, talk more with Carl. Okay. So, Carla, um, uh, what do you think of uh, this uh, patient that we have here, Kate? Well, it is absolutely fascinating because I can sense just from her voice that there is so much depressed mm. in her. She talks about her father. Oedipal she talks complex. about... Oedipal, Electra, some penis envy, just so much going on. She is like a river of neuroses. Oh. Swim in me. Can you swim in me? Can you swim in me? And the symbolism that she uses oh, okay. is rich. <laughs> we can swim I in would, you. <laughs> I, I could swim in her for, for days. I wish she would come back to British Columbia with me. So that I could bring her to my classroom and show my students what it is like when you don't have psychoanalysts for your whole life and then suddenly you get psychoanalysts. 
I think you are absolutely right. And I think uh, before we uh, unleash her to her uh, normal life, that she uh, should undergo uh, dream investigation therapy. What do you think? I think we know everything we need to know about her conscious mind. Uh, just from what she has said, she said so much. Like, she talked I barely, so I barely talk, much. I barely talked about she uh, a, 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 a narcissism. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, a bit, Noah. Sorry, a bit of uh, narcissism, perhaps. Mm. A lot of uh, Kate, 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 Kate. Uh, so fascinating to see what's in the unconscious mind. Yes. Yeah, okay, so that's fast. that's uh, that's uh, that's really oddly accurate. But okay, let's uh, yeah. So Kate. Um, the floor uh, is yours as a, is another idiomatic expression that I've learned from the kids. The floor is yours. And uh, can you hear me in your cans? Are okay. Two of the idiomatic expressions that I have uh, learned from our young listeners who are very interested in psychoanalysis. And maybe I will, uh, as the podcast progresses, uh, stumble upon uh, further uh, idiomatic expressions. But uh, for now, uh, please dish. You are so uh, cool, doctor. <laughs> um, so I'm going to base this on what you said earlier. You want me to share my dream. Like you just, you said in a sentence, we're going to, you, you, you were speaking to Carla. In fact, you said you were going to dive into my dreams. Is that what you've just opened the floor to? Cause I'm not sure what you're saying. Oh, I, I would like you to um, just uh, talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on since our last session. And yes, don't oh, worry, okay. don't worry. Okay. This very, very uh, uh, sharp and uh, um, not super clean looking machine will be used later to investigate your dreams. But I don't want you to worry or be neurotic. <sighs> just um, how okay. have you been? Okay. So as I, as I tried to, you know, uh, get into earlier, um, I feel really a, a building strong resentment for living with a human brain. I, I feel like, yes, one day may be better than the last, but like when, 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 when push comes to shove, I'm trapped in this, in this human form which comes with 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 responsibility which comes with with pressures which comes with an unending fucking cycle of thinking and and then overthinking and then like you're hungry but then you want sex and then you don't want sex and then you're like is my did i leave my window open and i just i i fucking i'm just really i'm on an edge doc wow wow i, I have never seen such a textbook example of the super ego and the id clashing like that oh, classic. No, Nothing unique means. about this at all. I Nothing was, unique. I was about to say, can you uh, expound uh, further on the, what you are talking about, uh, Carla, for our listeners who do not know what you are talking about? Uh, well, of course, um, <laughs> this super ego is uh, the morality, the, the uh, values, how we want to act. Uh, how we would like to act, how has been instilled is good way to act. But as the id is your natural instinct, your instinct for life and your instinct for destruction. <gasps> and it seems that the conflict between these two things, the way you want to live and the way that your 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 id wants the, the destruction, the sex, the 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 food, there's too much tension. And so uh, that creates all these anxiety. Holy it's shit. Classic. 
Okay, it's, cla- it's classic. You really seem to be saying that it's classic in a bad way. Like you, like you're like it's not special at all. Like, is that does that matter? Can you not help me if it, the, the more classic it is, the better you should be able to, to help me? No. I mean, it's just I see this all the time, and it it grows to be a bit boring, to be honest. Uh, but of course, I can. Of course, we can keep talking about about you. I'm sure we figure out whether you're obsessed with your anus, or whether you're obsessed with your mouth, or mm-hmm. whether you're obsessed with your phallus. It's it's easy, very simple. Okay, now now that my people pleaser part of me is really tr- is really really on. Fuck! I want you to be excited about this session, Carla. Oh, oh, that is so sweet. Um, that is so sweet. I was about to say that um, actually you do not want a psychoanalyst to be excited during the session because usually that means that they are encountering a real nut job with so many problems. Because for us, people are kind of like um, uh, like 3D puzzles um, mm. full of yeah. water and blood. Um, yeah. But that you can, um, you know, so uh, it, if you are simple, if your problems are uh, negotiable, uh, diagnosable, then... Ne- nego- uh, negotiable? Well... Could be this, could be that. Could be, Who am I negotiating with, myself? Because that uh, brings it back to the tension that, she, that Carl was mentioning, right? That tension makes sense. That tension is where I live. I live in the tear of a pair of old jeans, you know, when it's just got those threads and it's like barely mm-hmm. holding and you're like, you see the flesh through it and then and then you haven't washed them enough and it's just, it's confusing. So I think you're on the right track, but at the same time, I feel like I'm not satisfying you, but then before you're saying that I don't need to satisfy you because if I do satisfy you, that's a problem. If you satisfy me, to... then it usually means you're a real creepy weirdo. Okay. Okay. But so happy to be boring. Happy yeah, to be boring. Absolutely. Okay. But I also want to be a star, so I'm conflicted, but okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so you are lucky you have the personality profile of many, many famous people. Many oh. high, very well-known comedians. They are like you. They think they are so unique. Marilyn Monroe, yes. She was classically neurotic. Lots of morals versus her her base instincts. Also Seinfeld. The Jerry. The Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, wow. I'm like Jerry? Uh, You are very much like Jerry, yeah. He talk, 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 talk. And we figure out his problem like this. I snap. Yeah. Well, I... That's great, but I I haven't experienced the snap yet. You keep saying it's 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 simple, it's easy, it's fucking textbook, but you're not fixing me. But but that is that is what we are doing now. That is part of uh, the process. Okay. Just keep keep talking. Yes, Kate. Oh, okay. it, it's not. Um, this is uh, only the maybe fifth session that we've had, so uh, it takes a lot of years of work, a lot of introspection, a lot of uh, dialogue to be able to uh, uncover the um, the rot inside. It's a little bit like um, when you, have you ever gone roofing and you, in, in summer, and you go, you go to your, <laughs> you go to your roof. It's very hot. It gets the the summers in 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 Austria are very very hot and humid, 
So you you need to, but but you need to. Sometime. Are you fucking suggest? Are you fucking suggesting that I that I go outside and I get some sun? Like, is that what you're fucking saying right now? That's your that's your fucking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting agitated. No, no, no. I'm Thank sorry. you for not um, for uh, <laughs> taking that away, so that I don't have to go through the entire anecdote. That was exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. You need sun. And have you tried the exercise? I I hear it's very good exercise and sun, and you eat the good food. That could uh-huh. maybe help. Okay. Oh, okay. Look, I'm starting to feel like the duo session is maybe like reducing the quality of care that I'm mm. getting because the first five sessions were more personal and I felt like it was more of a conversation. Yes. And I feel like you're just throwing advice at me that's on Google. Yes. Well, um, uh, Again, I'm very thankful for uh, your outburst because we encourage uh, that you outburst. articulate okay. your uh, your mind and your thoughts. Uh, outburst is is the German word for um, uh, thoughts, so uh, it's not necess- <laughs> it's not necessarily uh, uh, an aggressive term or a, okay. a term okay. which uh, suggests any uh, judging. Uh, it's just uh, you know a very loud outburst. It's just a thought. It's just a very, okay. it's just a thought that you articulated now. I've, I, yeah. ooh, I would, I would just like to say, uh, I am very, very excited to be here and to, to be talking to you, Kate. Uh, you must understand this is also a unique opportunity for me. Uh, I am with my academic superior. I am trying to provoke, provoke you. Uh, to oh. get further, to have a breakthrough is is for you. Sneaky, sneaky. Mm. It's for you. And also f- to make me look good. Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused about, about, about your intentions, about your processes. But like, I don't need to know everything, right? I just need to feel it, right? Exactly. You don't need to know every. I was about to say exactly this sentence. You don't need to know everything. Kate. Tell me well, but but then, uh, yeah. What what? Yeah, ask me a question. Ask me, guide me, lead me. Um, when was the last time you uh, had this feeling of being free of this tension that you uh, articulated uh, when you are struggling with uh, competing uh, desires, uh, internal contradictions? that uh, manifest themselves not only in your unconscious mind, but in your uh, present uh, environment. For instance, the example of uh, you need to make a sandwich because um, you are going to uh, maybe do an improv uh, class, but you really want to have sex. And so you don't know what to do and uh, end up uh, going through um, uh, a Zoom prov workshop with your teeth clenched to the uh, chagrin of your students? Um, well, that was a lot of words. And I thought I understood. I thought I followed and then I got lost. Uh, I get confused real, real easily because the tension is always there. Oh, there we go. That's what we were talking about. The mm. tension. When did I feel? When did I last feel free? Well, free well exactly. there was this one time when I was about eight years old and I met my best friend. We're we're still best friends to this day. Um, And she came over to my place and we made Sir Saint Catherine. It's like a a toffee. Um, 
and I remember that feeling really, really nice and free. And the, the I did, I did, I didn't feel like the whole, ex, the the whole reality of life was crushing me. You know, mm-hmm. eight years old. So that was the last time. So when you were uh, nine, what happened that changed uh, everything? Um, no, actually, now that I think about it, how did I feel free at eight when my dad left when I was seven? Wow. Is there a delay? Can there be a delay for trauma? Can there be a delay? So you can repress the trauma for a little bit. Perhaps it came up. It went that you repress it for a year because you're too young to handle it. And then you get old enough to handle it. And your body says, here, take, take the trauma. It is now the time to have. Ouch. That's probably what happened. Cause then that's when everything, that's when everything became stressful. I was a happy fucking kid. I was a happy fucking kid. And then it all changed. And then from that moment on, all you get to think about is how you're, not how you used to be and that things don't work the way they used to and that people don't interact with you in the same way and that you are afraid of everything. Did you feel that you're, Oh, sorry, please continue. Oh no. I was just going to say any, any thoughts. You were going to Avisha, do an outburst. <laughs> Avisha that uh, the Papa leaving is the trauma. Is there not maybe perhaps Something more upsetting that you were, that you <laughs> scratch that. <laughs> no, no, I think, I think you might be, you might be headed in the right direction. As I a, mean, as the memories that have been repressed. Yeah, no, I mean, you yeah. See, Carla, I mean, I, I'm like sorry. Carla is, I really like her because she asks the questions I dare not ask. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, divorce, right? Who, 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 everybody's got it, you know, it's totally fine. So like, I'm trying to think now and they're, oh, oh, they're okay. Sec in secondary three. Okay. Art class. Okay. Nice big room, big, heavy tables. Everything's fine. Uh, and then a motherfucker out of nowhere, right? He says, that I'm in planche de plywood avec deux raisins secs, which if you'd like to visualize a sheet of plywood with two raisins on it, he was saying that I had no boobs mm. and that that was a concern of mine was I'm a, I was a late bloomer and that fucked me up. So maybe it wasn't my dad. Maybe it was this motherfucker and his plywood comment. Mm. Mm. Um. Did you uh, later develop any uh, emotional feelings for this uh, young lad? I did have a crush on that guy. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. And that's not uncommon for me, right? To care a lot about what people who are assholes to me think and and mm-hmm. and, and, and think of, of me, you know? Mm-hmm. Is this maybe um, uh, a root cause of uh, your improv and comedic uh choices uh the fact that you have decided to pursue uh, comedy as a um, uh, obsession perhaps where it is uh, an environment where lots of uh, as you say in english i'm i'm constantly learning idiomatic expressions uh, assholes uh can judge you and you are you're trying to make them laugh in order for them to like you Damn, 
<laughs> that that sounds like it could have some truth to it. Mm-hmm. That that does sound like, oh my god. Okay, so I I do. I try to make people happy, and so by joining by doing improv, I'm challenging myself in a very direct way to make the people who are in front of me laugh and be happy. So I can, but it never ends, right? It doesn't end. And even though they are assholes to you sometimes, that just, it motivates. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes for sure. Sometimes it, 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 it fucking, it fucking lights a fucking fire on my, on my tushi, uh, it, not on it under cause on it doesn't make sense. Uh, lights <laughs> fire under my tush. And then I'm an idiomatic expression that I need to, uh, write down in my, uh, red little notebook, uh, tushi. Yeah. Fire under the tushi is, is, uh, is used a lot. Um, but other times it's, it's, it's just crushing. You know, like, because it depends how I feel on any given fucking day. Because sometimes I feel like a beast. Sometimes I can take on anything. And that, 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 like, one fucker in the audience going, like, yeah, whatever. Because that happens so often in improv shows. Um, and then, and then, Trixie, calm down. And then, um, did you that develop, makes me want to be. Did you develop a relationship uh, with that uh, one fucker in the audience? Um, I married him. I married him. So maybe, maybe that's, and I married him on stage. Oh my God, this just doesn't, this, I, oh. it, you guys have opened wow. a lot of doors here. I thought I liked improv because it built my confidence, but in fact, it's just feeding all my fucked up needs to make people happy. Because, oh God. Because there wasn't uh, maybe enough happiness in your childhood. Okay. 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 You know what? I feel like we just, we just opened the big barn door. We opened the big barn door. There's an angry horse inside. That angry horse is me. Wait, oh. I'm doing your job. I'm doing your job. The symbolism is beautiful. I told you classic. We fix with just, just poking, poking, oh. poking. Oh, <gasps> you did it. I mean, I'm not see- fixed. I I under I understand more. I'm not fixed. No, we we Do have. Do you see yourself? Oh, uh, sorry, doctor. No, no, sorry, uh, Carla. Please, <laughs> I I must allow my uh, students to articulate their thoughts fresh from uh, being um, perhaps confused by the eloquence of my thoughts. Uh, that is very interesting, Kate. Um, and uh, in fact, uh, what uh, Carla and I will do is um, we're going to use a lot of the material that you have just uh, provided us in order to do something we call a dream investigation using this uh, very old uh, pre-war machine, which, however, is uh, still very, very capable of doing the job we require. We will go into your dreams, into your unconscious mind, uh, and we will try to eradicate uh, the root uh, problem that uh, is in your mind. We will double team your dreams. Wow. And and we will also high five as we do it. (laughs) Yeah, Eiffel Tower. (laughs) That's a really exciting image. Thank you. (laughs) Now, 
uh, I would like you to uh, fall asleep and we're going to induce uh, sleep in order to do this. However, the state of sleep you will be in is still uh, completely conscious and still <laughs> and, and uh, capable of, uh, of um, agency and, uh, and, okay. uh, and outbursts, which again means thought. Um, so if you are uh, okay with this, uh, please I mean, sign this waiver. Uh, yeah, I got the email. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I, I sent it back. It's it's all it's all good. I'm I'm terrified, but the idea of you eradicating the bullshit in my mind feels real good. So let's fucking dive in. And and I would say even lean into your terror because that is going to light up the parts of your brain that we need to investigate. So it'll make our jobs yeah. easier. So if you can, I would like you to think of something that has haunted you your entire life uh, you don't have to articulate it but we will uh, use it as a roadmap to uh, identify the uh, the pit stops that we need to make okay. maybe the, the toothpick and the raisins that, that could was, maybe be it was plywood but thanks for making it worse that's okay well, maybe That's you should good. maybe you should think like he said toothpick because then it would make this it would make it worse. Yeah. Right. Okay. I see. What, okay. I see what you mean. Tooth okay. The worst. Uh, is the worst. Toothpick and uh, oh, that is a very small, small, small flat thing. Uh, like a, a, a grain of sand. No. Like no. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. A toothpick and two grains of sand for boobies. <laughs> That's that's not funny. That's, that's okay. I'm feeling. I'm feeling the terror. I'm feeling the shame. Um, you just want me to keep keep going into the to the to that feeling. I'm feeling it. Yes, yes. Feel Is it. the machine on? Feel it and and just lie lie back on your on your on your back, and just yeah. uh, enjoy this this very nice comfortable chair that you are on. Okay. And uh, yeah. Carla here, she uh, will uh, explain to you in a very delicate, melodious, sleep-inducing voice uh, what she is going to do exactly in order for us to uh, get into your mind, in your unconscious okay. mind. Okay. Uh, Kyla, this is a, a privilege I like to bestow uh, all students, both graduates and undergraduate students, for their first time. It's a little bit like... Um, uh, an athlete going to um, a sp sportswear store when it opens and cutting the ribbon with a comically large scissors. Wow. Wow. This is terribly <laughs> exciting. Thank you, doctor. Uh, okay. Kate, uh, I want you to lie down. <laughs> lie down. Close, uh, close the eyes. Yep. Closing the eyes. And I want you to listen to my voice, listen to how it goes up and down, how the syllables are pronounced, how it is consistent and steady and reliable. Yeah? Okay, yes, I hear you. You can tr trust my voice. I do, I really do. Now, Kyla, Kyla. Yeah. I would like you to speak even slower and and steadier like this with your voice. Ah, yeah. okay. So, K, 
Kate. Yes. I want you to imagine a door. A door. A door. With like a handle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A door that you can open. But don't, don't, don't open it yet. Just see the door. Okay. Okay. And when I count down, I want you, when I get to one, I want you to put your hand on the door and give it a little push. Okay. Can you do that for me, Kate? I can. I, I think I can. Okay. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Push the door, kid. Push the door and fuck through. And, and fuck what? through. Fuck through. I have to fuck, fuck no. through the door. <laughs> no, no, no. Walk, walk, walk. Okay. Walk. Okay. Bring, okay. bring your your walk. You're going to uh, make a nice Asian dish, perhaps, of sautéed vegetables what? and. What? Don't how, don't how does... don't don't worry. Don't worry about that, kids. Just move the feet through the door. Okay. One foot, two foot. One foot, two foot. I'm One it. foot, two foot. Yeah. One foot, two. Uh. And you sink into the place that you feel safe. Yeah? You feel safe? Yeah. You feel safe? Yeah? I do. I do. do. Now, Kate. I do. Can you um, do uh, what we call in the exclusively in the psychiatric association, we we call it a scene painting. And I would like you to um, paint the scene of this uh, happy place where you are comfortable. Okay, it's a it's a closet in my um, childhood home. I uh, I would go in there and I had a little blanket and it and it had little books and I I would I would sit there and I would read and I would feel comfortable because it was my little my little place. So that's where I am. I mean, it might feel tight, but to me, it feels safe. And is is there a door? In this closet. Yes. Okay. Now outside this door, there is your least favorite memory. The memory that comes to haunt you in your waking life. I don't want to go. I don't, I, I want to stay in the safe place. I don't want to, I don't want to go to the bad place. Yeah, I know, Kate. <laughs> But we have to go and we have to go together. We will be right here. You are safe and the closet is always there when you need it. Okay. But we need to look at the terror. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, Kate, I'm going to count down. And when I get to one, You're going to push open the door. Five, four, three, two, one. Push the door, Kate. (sighs) Oh my God. It's the ice rink in (gasps) Saint-Dunna. I was, I was a kid and I was taking skating lessons. 
It's cold. I feel how cold it is. I'm not comfortable in the little skirt that they force us to wear. And they, they had us go out on the ice for, for, for a performance. <laughs> but they put on the wrong music. And, and, and nobody knew what to do. And they just left us out there. And, and people started laughing. And the, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Kate, this is just a dream. This is just a manifestation of your memories. It's not real. It's not real, Kate. It feels so real. I feel so stupid. What what's a um, what kind of uh, wrong music uh, were they playing? Was it um, like um, I'm not a big fan of uh, Bach or uh, Mendelssohn, for instance, but I really like um, Beethoven, uh, Wagner. Well, I, I, I don't know what, maybe one of those did at the, the flight of the bumblebees. Mm, what, yes, what, so that is was, decidedly the wrong song to play. Y- yeah, it was. It, it was absolutely the wrong song because we'd planned a beach theme. Oh God, it's coming back to me. It's actually coming back to me. There was a beach theme and we had towels and then we had, we looked like fucking idiots because there was nothing beachy about the music. And then we were confused and didn't know what to do. And like, I honestly thought this might have been a dream at some point, but now it feels like it actually happened. And I'm just like, oh my fuck. I just, how is this helping me? How is this helping me? Carla is going to uh, very quickly explain. Well, she will explain. But before she does, she will uh, count from five and go to one. Uh, one more time before she does it. Okay, kids. Five. I don't know what happens four, at the end of this. Okay, we're, are we going three, through it? I really don't understand why we're two, doing this again. Okay. One. And now I will explain why we are doing this. <laughs> so, we thought we are learning something. You thought this was a dream. We go into the dream only to find by looking at the details, like the flight of the bumblebee, that this is not a dream. This is a repressed memory, Kate. Why would I? Oh, no, I guess I was keeping myself safe by, by, because I felt so stupid. I felt so stupid. And even as an adult, I often feel so stupid and humiliated and, and embarrassed and, and, and ashamed and, 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 I hate those feelings, so I stay away from them. Yeah, and even though this is a, a based on a memory, Kate, uh, there is also the fact that it was in your dream a beach theme, but yet you are on the ice. So it tells us more about this conflict between your super ego and your id. That they are diametrically opposed. So I've been I've been fighting against. I just I'm just always fighting against something. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, and you need to find the right uh, ice skates. The ice skates they symbolize safety. They symbolize being able to navigate these contradictions in your brain. So you need to find. We need to find for you, Kate, the right ice skates that fit. 
but that that's triggering another horrifying feeling. Uh, I put, put putting my putting my foot into this into the skate, but the laces are not. They are not loose enough, and 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 the, and the foot doesn't can't get in there. And then when when you do get your foot in there, and then daddy, daddy, no, it wasn't daddy because daddy left. It was mommy. Mommy tightens the, the skates, and it's so so tight. And I, I don't think I want skates. I don't want new skates. Skates are bad. The mother is the smotherer. The mother smothers. This is what we are learning. <laughs> that's um, that's the title of uh, your new paper, The Mother Smothers, is it not? Ja, ja, or Kate. Kate? Yeah. Kate? Yes, Carl. They say, yeah. they say yeah. ja in British Columbia. Yeah. Or is, oh, okay. But I do, I, I, I am atypical. Atypical. I am not normal for mm. a British Colombian, but uh, Kate, yes. your mother, she was a smotherer, and therefore you feel smothered, even though now she is not a nice skate for you. She is no longer a nice skate in your life, but you hold on. You hold on to that smothering and you smother yourself. Mm. Holy shit. That's, yeah. This is very, very astute uh, observation, Carla. I'm highly Thank impressed. You, Thank you, Thank you, Doctor. And Kate, uh, could I maybe write about you in my paper? Maybe we talk about this after the dream, when you are back in life. Yeah, I feel like cr cross promotion isn't really like the point of the session. You know, like wow. Okay, Kate. I'm just, no, I'm just like, look, like, like, I'm still, I'm still, you haven't really released me from anything. You just, you just put me deeper into a hole. You made me realize the beach ice thing was real. My feet are in, are tight in skates and, and, and you counted to five and then you explained a bunch of shit, but I still feel real, real tense. Doctor, she is very aggressive. This woman, this woman is so aggressive. Okay. I'm in, no. I'm Okay. Um, uh, listen, Kate, um, I uh -huh. uh, agree that uh, there are issues here that are so significant that uh, various um, uh, disciplines could be invented in uh, psychology in order to tackle uh, one tenth of the iceberg that is your mind. So uh, what I will suggest is... Um, not only that you accept uh, Carla's offer, but also uh, in order Carla's offer to be uh, written in um, her new thesis, uh, The Mother Smothers. But also if um, you would maybe accompany me to uh, various uh, expositions and exhibitions that I'm, in I'm tending on. By the way, we will move the plug section now. Sigmund Freud will be doing a pan-European tour in 2021. If you have uh, any concerns or um, issues that you would like to deal with, or you would like to um, maybe hear some of the lectures that I am planning on making, I will be in uh, Copenhagen on May 14th, in Stockholm, May 17th, 
I will be in uh, Berlin and uh, also Warsaw. There's two different cities on the same day, May 18th. Whoa. And, uh, wow. then we, yes. and then uh, we will be uh, ending our tour in, uh, of course, uh, one of the most um, impressive uh, European cities, Rome, on uh, May 31st. So there's actually a big uh, delay in the pan-European tour. This is uh, nothing to do with me. It's how the event organizers um, scheduled it. But uh, Kate, if you'd like uh, to accompany me, I shall uh, put you in a, uh, a glass cage and um, the uh, other analysts uh, will be free to uh, pepper you with uh, questions in order to study uh, your, um, I would like to say, neuroses. But we will do it in a way which is uh, not uh, exploitative, reg uh, despite uh, what I have uh, painted it as described um, in yes. fact you know yeah. what i will do some scene painting uh, which again is a trademark in uh, the psychiatric association discipline you may not use this term in any other situation so we will do a scene painting of uh, the exhibit that you may find yourself in so oh yeah okay can i help doctor oh, please please i i would i love these love exhibitions interior conference room day T 10 in the morning there is a, a plastic craft services table in one of the corners with a variety of austro-hungarian specialties uh, goulash um, various cakes uh, numerous borscht. coffees borscht thank you next to the uh, table there is a, a long um, wooden, uh, another table, but this time it's a wooden table, not a plastic one, with a variety of microphones and uh, MP3 players, MP3 players with recording capabilities uh, <laughs> on this table to record the, me. In <laughs> Carla, any time now you can come in. Hi, oh, Doctor, so, <laughs> I got... I got lost. Uh, I got lost in in the scene you painted. It was like I was there. I could smell the goulash and the borscht. Uh, so yes, sorry. Let me uh, let me tell you what else I see in this conference room. They have a panel of excellent psychoanalysts mm -hmm. from all over the world. Perhaps, perhaps even Carla is sitting at the table with a microphone. Oh, absolutely. Uh, on a table in the corner, it is neither plastic nor wood, but we do not know what it is made of. It's a third substance. And an unknown substance, and it has all the literature that we have published and that we will be selling. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the room, a beautiful glass enclosure mm -hmm. with no, no top. It uh, is not... Safe, lots of airflow in and out. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, like a queen on her throne, we have uh, the wonderful Kate. And all around her, people are ooh, and the, the ahs by these distinguished psychoanalysts and their fans who have come to talk. And they press the little intercom button that is on the wall of the cage. And they talk to you, Kate. They talk oh, to I, you. I, I can I can see it and 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 I can feel it. I can 
I can feel that I can get positive reinforcement from other things than just comedy. They press the button. They talk to me. I cry. I just cry. And they cheer. They cheer for me. Yeah. And Kate, we know how much you just... You love talking about yourself. It's Kate, Kate, Kate. And this is oh, the perfect opportunity. There's a banner. A banner hangs that says Kate, Kate, Kate. Kate, Kate. Kate. And they cheer. Kate, 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 Kate. Wait, wait, wait. No, there's anxiety. There's there's there's, there's still anxiety. There's, where where do I pee? Where's the bathroom? How do I pee? Where Where's the bathroom? How do I get out? How do I get out? I have to get out. Well, I, I see uh, that this is uh, something that is uh, not possible to solve uh, this podcast. But uh, Kate, um, I would like you to uh, maybe come next week at our regularly scheduled appointment. Carla will be here and um, we will uh, maybe play a game of uh, what is your defense mechanism. Uh, does that sound mm -hmm. like uh, something that uh, you find uh, appealing? Um, yes or no. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm starting to doubt that, that your methods are working for me. Um, I, I feel, I feel, I got to say worse than at the beginning, but I think that we've opened, the important thing is opening the window and I got to jump out. So yes. Kate, uh, if I may, psychoanalyzation is like when you get a major surgery, you know, we, cut you open and we look around inside and maybe we take something out. We put something in, mm. we take a, we take something for ourselves and we make memories and then we put you back together. But when you wake up, you feel disoriented and you feel like shit, but uh, it's, it's because you are healing because we fixed you kate it's a right. it's a little bit like uh when it's a very hot day in summer and you go roofing <laughs> you go, go on, on the top roof of, you go on top of your roof and because okay. you need to uh, remove some of the shingles to uh, add insulation inside because you know that the next winter is announced uh la nina meaning that there will be <laughs> um there will be an extreme cold front <laughs> Um, so, um, I trust you, strangely <laughs> enough. I trust Wait, I need to know. I need to know the end of this metaphor. <laughs> so, you know, when you're yes. doing, <laughs> when you're doing a home uh, repair, do it yourself. Um, it is uh, it is an investment. It requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of um, rolling up the sleeves and uh, elbow grease, which are other idiomatic expressions I have discovered by the kids. Thank you very much. Um, it requires a lot of work to uh, make positive change in your mental state, a little bit like roofing, which was the example I was uh, trying to uh, elect. So... Kate, I think uh, we have made progress. Uh, I would like to uh, thank you for uh, your time and I hope that your future improv classes are um, at least more um, intelligible for your students. And um, Carla, do you have uh, any parting remarks uh, you would like to make uh, before we end the podcast? 
Uh, yeah, I just want to say to Kate that it's, it's very brave of her to share uh, her past and her experience with us. And I hope that this has been very helpful. And I cannot wait to have a session with her for my Smother Mother book, which look out for that is coming out in June 2022. Uh, also, also the uh, LP is coming out uh, August 24th, Smother Brothers. Uh, you can uh, digitally download it or you can yeah. go to uh, your local record shop, uh, ask for Jason Grimmer and he will give you a discount uh, because uh, he is a big fan of the psychoanalytic community and their uh, audio work. Yeah, and I just want to reassure Kate again that there's nothing unique about her situation and that it is a problem that if she applies herself, we could very easily solve. Uh, she just needs to think a little bit more uh, and work a little bit harder. Okay. Like, I, I, I got to say, I feel naked and cold. Uh and lost in the dark, but Good. I you should thank lean you. into I, these emotions because okay, it will allow okay. us to uh, in identify the uh, uh, negative parts of your brain uh, more uh, carefully in the next investigation. Thank and thank you, Doctor. Uh, this has been the most enriching experience of my entire postdoctorate. No, my entire doctorate, and uh, maybe one day we can do a little bit of. Uh, work on Carla, maybe? Absolutely. We okay. can do a, 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 a basement to uh, attic uh, investigation of Carla, trying to go floor by floor, seeing uh, if everything works, uh, plumbing, uh, electrical wiring components, uh, insulation. insulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, insulation is very important. Um, thank you very much, listeners, for uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, please uh, make sure that you listen to next week's podcast where I will be uh, interviewing uh, Marilyn Monroe, of all people, and we will be uh, investigating her uh, clothed female nude male fetish. Thank you. Thanks for nothing. <laughs>